This is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Stephen Smith. The odds are not in favor of young black boys and men in this country. Compared to their white peers, they are more likely to be born poor. They are more likely to grow up in single-parent homes. They are less likely to graduate from high school. They're less likely to be socially mobile. They're more likely to end up in the criminal justice system. And they are more likely to be victims of a violent crime. And the worst part is we've become numb to these statistics. In 2014, President Obama expressed his frustration with these grim odds. We're not surprised by them. We take them as the norm. We just assume this is an inevitable part of American life instead of the outrage that it is. This week, we're talking about My Brother's Keeper. It's an effort to improve the odds for boys and young men of color across the country. Suzanne Pico has the story. It was 2013 in a Florida courtroom. Breaking overnight, the verdict is in. We, the jury, find George Zimmerman not guilty. Protests break out after the high-stakes trial that gripped the country. As America faces big questions now about race, justice, and gun control. Then, new In the aftermath of the verdict, President Obama spoke to the nation. You know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. Seven months later, the president stood in the East Room of the White House with a group of high school boys from the south side of Chicago. Good afternoon. And unveiled his plan to invest in the future of young black men. My name is Christian Champagne. I'm 18. I'm a senior currently at High Park Academy. Christian Champagne introduced the president. He was part of a group called Becoming a Man, or BAM, a program in Chicago that helps young men learn life skills like managing their impulses and increasing empathy. Christian talked about the time President Obama visited BAM months earlier. The president sat down on a folding chair with Christian and his friends. He sat down with us and shared his story. And to my surprise, he was just like me, growing up with our father, and sometimes not too concerned with school. (laughs) The president brought these kids to Washington to show off a mentoring program that has cut in half violent crime arrests for participants and improved graduation rates by nearly 20%. And bam... I've been challenged to see a brighter future for myself. As the young men stood behind President Obama, he explained his vision to create something called My Brother's Keeper. Today I'm pleased to announce that some of the most forward-looking foundations in America are looking to invest at least $200 million over the next five years on top of the $150 million that they've already invested to test which strategies are working for our kids and expand them in cities across the country. This is President Obama grabbing corporations and foundations by the lapels and trying to get them to invest in helping young black men succeed. The initiative aims to figure out who's out there that's doing good work and give them money to continue that work and replicate it. So it's saying, hey, you after-school program that's improving literacy rates, here's a foundation that really wants to give money to help you keep doing what you do, but more and better. And My Brother's Keeper has some ambitious goals. They range from making sure black and brown kids enter school ready to learn to making sure those same kids graduate high school and complete post-secondary education or training, and then making sure they successfully enter the workforce. There's also a goal to reduce violence and give a second chance to young people who end up in the criminal justice system. 
Even with those clear organizing principles, it's hard to characterize what MBK is. In Boston, the mayor recruited nearly a thousand new mentors. In Compton, California, a gang violence intervention program helped cut homicide rates in half. In Detroit, city leaders want to enroll 90% of four-year-olds in preschool. And that's just a small sampling of programs that fall under the MBK umbrella. I was feeling pretty overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that comprises my brother's keeper. So I talked to Nick Childs. He's a reporter who recently wrote an article about MBK for the Heckinger Report. I told him it seems like the initiative is trying to accomplish a lot. It's a big list and therein is part of the problem. Um, If you're setting out to move the needle, if you have six areas that you're focusing on and there's not really any particular guidance given to the nation as to which one is a priority, after a couple of years, you're going to see a very uneven manifestation of your work, and some areas may have more successes than others. Child says he's been talking to community organizers and scholars about this for years, and they say, yes, it's ambitious, but we have a moral and economic imperative to try something bold. If you have a country where you hope that everyone has this equal opportunity and you think that if you leave large segments of the population behind that it's only going to create problems, it'd be a drain on the economy, then you're, you're going to need to do something about a population that has been left behind. And that's what My Brother's Keeper aims to do. When Obama was in office, this program generated a lot of excitement. Childs thinks that excitement is only sustainable if the former commander-in-chief continues to play a leadership role. I think that he has the capability of keeping the national interest focused on this population if it is a priority of his, if it is something that he writes about and that he talks about, that he speechifies about, then there's a chance that the foundations and the corporations will keep the money and resources flowing enough so that we start seeing the needle moved. But if that doesn't happen, then I think that this initiative could very easily kind of fizzle out and disappear. I reached out to Barack Obama's office to learn more about how the former president will be involved going forward, but I didn't hear back. But here's what he said in a speech back in December. Ensuring that our young people can go as far as their dreams and hard work will take them is the single most important task that we have as a nation. It is the single most important thing we can do for our country's future. This is something I will be invested in for the rest of my life. And I look forward to uh, continuing the journey with it. It's been three years since President Obama stood in the East Room with the young men from Chicago. Remember Christian Champagne, the guy who introduced Obama three years ago at the White House ceremony? I called him up. He said his mentoring group was really valuable. For one thing, he used to keep his feelings bottled up. But in that circle, you get to release everything. Mentoring also let him make some important connections. How to become business savvy, you know, how to network and how to talk to people. You don't learn that in school, you know. You just got to hopefully one day someone teach you it. Christian's now a sophomore at Western Illinois University, majoring in business. This summer, he's interning with the lieutenant governor of Illinois. And he says he'd like to go into politics. Christian also hopes he'll cross paths with Barack Obama again someday. 
And he doesn't live too far from the house, so hopefully he'll just let me pop up sometime. <laughs> Suzanne Pico produces our Educate podcast. You can learn more about the My Brother's Keeper initiative at apmreports.org. And while you're there, you can check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education. Next time you hear this podcast will be two weeks from now. Instead of a weekly podcast, we are going biweekly. That way we can bring you even stronger stories about ideas and research in education. We'd love to hear what kinds of thoughts and questions this podcast and our other work brings up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org, or you can write us a review on iTunes. That will help other people find this podcast. We're on Facebook at APM Reports and on Twitter, where our handle is at Educate Podcast, one word. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.